1: 10
2: Point five, UMFM, this is Thank God It's Free Range, the Friday edition of Free Range Radio. I'm Michael Lawson, kicking things off for us tonight. The Steeples within The Dance, funky little track from a forthcoming LP that'll be out on Stone's Throw, always on point label. And uh, boy, we uh, have got a busy show for you tonight. Uh, I've got an interview coming up very shortly, but we got all sorts of great new music as well. Uh, I'm going to be talking to Bucky from Royal Canoe about their new album, which comes out next Friday, and you'll get a little advanced taste of one of the tracks that hasn't been released yet. Uh, Before that, Cliff Beach with a new single called I Got Soul, and then uh, a version of Monk's Dream from a live recording of Roy Hargrove Hargrove and Mulgrew Miller. Uh, That is coming up before my talk with Bucky, and we'll be back here on 101.5 UMFM.
3: book on my shelf I could even start to lose my health but at least I got one thing left you know I got feeling in the pool of mm-hmm. that blend. So okay.
2: of the new Royal Canoe album just around the corner uh, one week on Friday July 9th and to to celebrate the launch uh, a bit of a uh, an event but it's not a, a localized event it is an everywhere event and uh, joining me to talk about it Bucky from the band how you doing man?
4: I'm doing really well how about you Michael?
2: I'm doing good um, so I mean l- l- we'll talk about the event in a second but let's talk about the record for for a few minutes before we we get to kind of the the nuts and bolts of uh, what's happening next week um the, the new record sidelining i'm curious like how much of it predates covid like like cuz i mean s- songwriting wise some of the lyrics seem to suggest some stuff written kind of post pandemic or mid pandemic um but not all of it and and so i i'm curious in terms of like when the genesis of this record actually began and and how much of it was sorted out before kind of things took a turn
4: yeah i mean it's kind of a bit ominous that like there were a couple songs that were written in the middle of covid so like last summer when the numbers were a bit lower we were able to have like one masked distance studio session Mm -hmm. um and so are two tracks that were written during that session that are on the record. Uh, but there, the bulk of it was written in a few sessions kind of in the months leading into everything shutting down. Mm. And even some of those songs seem to have some like ominous, uh, sort of like COVID esque vibes to them. So I don't know if it was like in the zeitgeist or something and we were pulling it out, but, um, yeah, I mean, I think there are some like universal themes that carry over just in terms of like, um, you know, technological dependence and isolation and, um, you know, whether that's like physical isolation or emotional isolation that, you know, were themes we were exploring prior. But um, yeah, I'd say the bulk of the record was pre-COVID, even though it does seem to like uh, Speak to sit it. in this period uh, pretty, pretty well, yeah.
2: Yeah, like I mean obviously like the you know the the notions of like ready for the crap to hit the fan and stuff like that could yeah could predate the things but or could be you know right on the cusp of it or something.
4: I think though like even pre-COVID there was this like overwhelming sense that um there was a tension building in the in the world prior to COVID happening and maybe COVID sort of accelerated or made people more cognizant of some of the tension happening. Mm-hmm. Um, and so maybe that was some of what we were tapping into. But I think when we wrote that song specifically, um, you know, we were already feeling some of the some of the energy um, of the Black Lives Matter movement and the I don't know more movement and uh, just in general like a bit more of like the sort of like class almost tension between the ultra rich and regular people. And there seemed to be this building tension of of, uh, a reset or something. I don't wanna like sound like I'm like the joker and wanna burn everything down and start over. But just like the idea that like, there there are all these systems in place that were really serving few as opposed to the many. And I think there's, as we've seen throughout COVID there's been a groundswell of energy um, in various intersecting ways that have been pushing sort of towards a, a change of, of how we imagine these systems that have been around forever and we haven't really questioned them for a very long time.
2: Are you guys conscious when you're writing songs about kind of like thematic elements or like what you're trying to address in 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 lyrics or like in in messaging is that something like that you conscientiously address or is that something that, you know, maybe sorts itself out once you kind of look back on a song?
4: I think it can go both ways. Like I think we've definitely approached songs before where we've maybe sort of worked on the vibe and the music first and that sort of energy or environment that the sonic palette creates sort of inspires what the lyrical content will be. Um, but there are times when we go in with more of a, yeah, more of a purpose or a drive, or trying to, trying to say something in particular. And uh, you know, lyrics are definitely something that we really, you know, they're not really just throwaways for us. Like we really do try to focus on making sure we're we're saying what we want to say. And and um, I think we've often described like lyric writing sessions as like a group therapy, almost like a lot of it is us having conversations about where we're at or what we think about certain things and like bouncing those ideas back and forth. And we're kind of like working through things kind of together as a band.
2: In in those cases, uh, do you have like, kind of like the song as like a support structure or like boundary for that kind of discussion or therapy or like do the lyrics sometimes kind of even predate songs and then you have to try to kind of marry them to, something that works with kind of what like you know psychologically or thematically you're trying to work out
4: um yeah again i think it can maybe go both ways i don't know if we always have like an exact formula or path Mm -hmm. lyrically or musically in a song like um i think we generally just try to keep our like minds and hearts and musical inclinations really open and allow ourselves to be you know shaped and pushed by what's happening in the moment and like kind of following some of the energy that's happening in the room so yeah even if something is coming into the session kind of pre-meditated or or has been thought about already um because this group has always been like a collaborative project and that's been such a big piece of what makes us us um i think we try to all come in with sort of that openness and allowing other people to like shape and shift things throughout the process.
2: That uh, open collaborative process, then obviously the the name co-op mode from the like very first release was kind of like the the mission statement then for kind of how you guys work.
4: Absolutely. Like, I mean, co-op mode was like mostly Matt Peters with, but he was collaborating on every song with different people. And that was the MO of the project for him at the start was like, doing all these collaborations and trying to find new energy and voice and sounds in those collabs. And so when we became more of a band proper, we were all coming from other projects where we had various roles. Like some people were just like, you know, players and weren't really writers. Others were like the primary songwriter of that project. But the MO coming here, and I think what excited everyone about the project initially was that idea of co-op mode. Like we're all gonna come Here and you can contribute as much or as little as you want to the songwriting or the tone building or the part writing but there's you know there's going to be space for everyone to do that if they want um yeah
2: so speaking of collabs namdi's on this record uh so curious about the kind of the dynamic of how that track worked itself out like did you kind of just give him carte blanche or was like you know there's some idea trading ahead of time or like you know what yeah what was that experience like
4: yeah so like i guess Nandi was on our last record as well on waiver and uh that was a bit of a different process like we basically just like sent him the track sent him the lyrics kind of gave him a bit of an idea of what you know the track was about and he sent back his verse and that was kind of it um on this record, he actually was in town in Winnipeg for a show in like, I guess, December of like 2019. And uh, and so we had this track that we have had around. So like most of this record was written in the last year or two, like in these short sessions, but this was a track we had laying around since like the Today We're Believers era of the band, and it was this sort of behemoth that had a bunch of different sections, and we could never quite like tie it together. It never felt like we got it. And so, after we did the last album with track with Nandi, we thought he could maybe be this like thread that helped tie this song together. Um, so, yeah, we sent him the this track and the, and the words and like a bit of a write up on what the song was about ahead of time. But he came to our studio for an afternoon. Uh, to our Jam Space studio for an afternoon and wrote and recorded everything right there in one afternoon. Um, and, you know, there was a bit of like, back and forth, like talking about different things. But like, for the most part, we give him sort of carte blanche to, to do his thing, because his thing is incredible. And uh, I'm really glad that he was able to come work with us. Because I think rather than him like just popping in for a verse then, he ended up doing stuff like, you know, uh, doubling Matt's vocal in the chorus melody, adding a little part at the end. So it felt less like he's dropping in for like a verse and more like he is a a voice and character and part of this like uh, environment we're creating through the whole song. And I think that felt a lot better. And I think that felt more like a thread tying that track together and I think I like the result more than just like the the verse drop in saying like hey what's up and piecing out you know
2: right so like he was able to kind of tie tie some like loose strands together that actually made the song like workable rather than something you yeah. guys had always kind of put in a, in a drawer
4: yeah we tried reworking that song a million times over the last like eight years and we could never get it to feel like it was there and uh, yeah, he just like instantly, it felt like when he started laying some stuff down, it felt like this is like the vibe that this track was missing.
2: Were there any songs from kind of this period that you then ended up having to, you know, put in, put in a drawer because they just didn't quite work with sidelining? Like, was there something that is to be sorted out for, for the future just because it just didn't vibe with the rest of the record?
4: For sure. Yeah. Um, so basically I would say like the bulk of the record was written in three, five day studio sessions, uh, where the MO was that we wouldn't come with any ideas. We would just write and record everything there Mm. in those five days and not, yeah, just it was like a challenge to ourselves to see if that would, you know, bring any different results and so we ended up with 15 songs out of those 15 days and uh yeah so obviously some of those got put in the drawer just like you know I think when you're writing things like that that happens to us all the time even when we're like really really working on everything but especially when you're writing songs like that quickly you're just following like the first idea you're following the seed of what's exciting you about the song and just like really going for it. Um, you know, there's bound to be some where you, you do it and then you look back at the end of the day and you're like, oh, it's pretty cool, but either it's not our best or it doesn't fit with this body of work. Um, Cause yeah, at the end we took all the songs and kind of looked at them and started thinking about what what tracks are A, our favorites and B, work together as a, as a somewhat of a cohesive, LP statement.
2: The decision to like write and record at the same time in these like batches or bursts. Is that like, like a creative challenge that you're trying to give yourself or like, are you trying to, you know, make sure things are kind of cohesive and like all part of the same intellectual or or, like creative space?
4: I think it started just as like an experiment because we generally, when we have made music in the past, it's very, um, we question everything all the time. We're like constantly critical. And and I think sometimes like that's really helpful, but I think that has been to our detriment where we're like already picking apart an idea before we've like seen where it can go or, or whatever. And so I think this was a, a challenge to ourselves To see like let's just capture an energy on that day and let's just see where that energy takes us in the song and see let's try and see the song through regardless of like whether we're i mean obviously we're like questioning and being a little bit critical along the way but just not allowing ourselves to like go down these deep rabbit holes before we've even realized what the song can be and i think in the end we went back and like did tweaking and all that stuff but I think we were maybe able to capture a moment of, of a feeling more than, uh, more than we sometimes have in the past because we allowed that feeling to sort of like blossom on that day. And while we did go back and tinker after we had already sort of like seen that feeling through, as opposed to like tinkering prior to, you know, having that, uh, that feeling before you realize.
2: Right so let's talk about the the release day stunt as uh (laughs) i mean it's you know it's a celebration or or you know kind of like a a way to approach an album release in in an era when you can't you know gather with a large crowd um how did how did the idea for this like porch party you know multi-home broadcast come about
4: I mean, I think with every record, we've tried to do like something around the release that like engages our community and our fans. Um,
2: Yeah, I guess like the scavenger hunt and stuff. Yeah, we
4: did the scavenger hunt. We did like a house party tour with Something Got Lost. We like biked to people's houses and went to all these house parties. Uh, But especially this time around, we were trying to think of ways that people could feel like some sort of connection communal connection in the same way, or at least in a similar way to the same kind of connection you'd feel if you like went to an album release party, you're seeing all your friends, you're feeling the community. And for us too, like feeling some of that feedback of like love and warmth of putting this art into the world and feeling your friends and family and fans around you, like pumping you up a little bit. And so, yeah, this idea was, yeah, to have everyone play the single we're kind of going to feature on release day at the same exact time, blasting off their porch uh, around the world. And I mean, so far, we've got a bunch of people signed up, we've been like plotting people on a map uh, as they sign up to like commit to play the track, and people as far as like Taiwan and Rio de Janeiro and Texas and stuff for signing up, which is really cool to see. Uh, But also like, obviously Winnipeg is home. And so if you zoom in on the Winnipeg portion of the map, it's cool to see like, there could be some streets or blocks where you're like biking down the road and you'll hear the track possibly from like three or four different directions, um, which is kind of like the vision we had going into it. Like, wouldn't it be cool if, you know, were just like outside walking and you're hearing this song glaring at you from a bunch of different directions Uh, and yeah so hopefully it's just like a way for us to feel connected to people on release day and sort of like celebrate this moment and have a bit of a you know an exhale Uh, but also for like our fans and people that are into royal canoe to feel You know, some sort of communal connection to everyone else that's participating in this. And, uh, you know, I think throughout this whole pandemic, we've been all trying to find ways to feel humanly connected to other people. And we have had to get really creative with doing that. And uh, hopefully this this does a little bit of that.
2: Absolutely. Uh, So that's 545 p.m. Central, uh, Friday, July 9th that's right
4: and, um, you, and you can said, go to uh slash porch to sign up you can put your address in there we're not like publishing anyone's names or anything so it's like it's anonymous but uh, then you'll be a little plot on this map and be part of the part of the day
2: and so you said it's the single that you guys are kind of featuring on release day surrender like was there an intentionality i mean because you've obviously released a few tracks leading up to release day surrender being the the track on on the album release day was it what was the decision behind that being the song on the album date i
4: don't know if it was super thought out okay but in the end i think it ended up being kind of perfect being the one um like i think it's probably it's just like it's in my opinion it's like the the bop of the record like it's it's got this really nice groove and lilt to it it's got a really good energy to it and i think it's like a really nice track for this uh this stunt if you will to it has a good energy and will feel nice and sort of triumphant and and happy to to do that for the for the stunt but it so, was definitely a track that was in a like short list of songs we wanted to feature at some point for sure in the lead up process yeah
2: now, I always give the artists the chance to pick the track that we're going to play at the end of the interview. Did you want to play that one or do you want to play something else? If you have a reason why, have at it. I think we'll, I'd love to hear.
4: We'll save, we'll save that one for, for, uh, for next week. For next week, but maybe we'll do like a, a, pre, sure. a pre-view of a track that's not out yet, if that's allowed. I, I say it's allowed. It's my song. It's your it's stuff, allowed. right? Yeah. Um, I'm going to play, I'm going to pick. A song called summer stay which is a side b track uh from the record and uh i really like it because it um it sort of started with me finding this old voice memo on my iphone uh from like i want to say like 2013 or 2014 of us in the jam space we had this upright bass there for a while and i think we were just like kind of messing around after practice one time and someone's playing some sort of little bass riff while someone else is like doing percussive like tapping on the strings in the body of the of the upright bass and so I just chopped out this little like two bar loop out of that that had this really nice lilt to it and we sort of built this song on top of that and uh the song's also just kind of about being like out at a summer music festival and feeling the good vibes of your community and uh wanting that to that feeling to stick around
2: well hopefully we'll get some of those vibes uh next week with the the porch uh party series uh, you said is royal slash porch to register
4: that's right yeah
2: right uh we'll give summer stay a listen and i guess it always pays to you know go through your old voice memos if you're able to craft songs out of them
4: absolutely there's always inspiration there and record anything Do you think sounds cool you never know what might happen
2: For sure. Uh, Bucky, thanks very much for for taking some time and best of luck with the release next week.
4: Thanks, man. Uh, It's great to chat with you. Thanks for having me on.
3: Like a catamaran, I got hits like a battering ram, I'm at it again. Matter of fact, cat's out of the bag, antimatter in my carry-on bag, I'm on a trip now. Everybody get down, no stick-up, hands up like a touchdown or a theme ride. Get out of my dreams, that's my free time, three eons on my iPhone, screen time. Got true full vision, all wax like a two-soul visit. No rules, no limits, no gimmicks, on the web, I surf like Brian Wilson pay me no mind or pay attention might pay the piper at the gates of dawn lately i miss days when i went raving took a pill as the lord sent location
1: Now. Another cool ride For your son
0: sera solo, 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 solo,
5: solo, Dès la naissance, on nous a promis mots et merveilles. À condition qu'on la femme qu'on oublie l'essentiel. À qui demander de l'aide à part au Père éternel Pourquoi le noir n'est-il pas une couleur de l'arc-en-ciel yeah. Que Dieu me je me de la paix et tom-tom. Dois-je crier pour comment Si ça ou année d'indépendance Si oui. tu me donnes le chemin de la vengeance Le rond ne le Dois-je crier pour qu'on m'entend Si ça ou année d'indépendance Toujours devoir débattre no. Toujours devoir se défendre no, no, no. C'est battre jusqu'à la mort Parce qu'on a encore de fierté Quoi que l'on dise, on sera seul Quoi que l'on fasse, on sera seul
0: Solo, solo Solo, solo Quoi que l'on on sera solo. Quoi que l'on on sera
5: solo. Solo, 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 solo. Comment oh, faire pour ne jamais leur rendre l'appareil Personne ne peut voir à travers le lien fraternel. Certains continuent à nous voir comme leurs adversaires. Pourquoi le nord n'est-il pas une couleur de l'arc-en-ciel Si tu me donnes les de la vengeance, le rond de la paix est Dois-je crier pour mon Si ça, on est de l'épendance. Quoi que l'on dit sans, il sera solo. Quoi que l'on fasse, il sera Solo, solo. Solo, solo. solo,
0: solo, solo, solo. Quoi que l'on disant, il sera solo, quoi que l'on fasse, il sera solo. Solo, 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 solo. Parle, la lentimeau,
5: ce qui te gêne. Je sens un regard de ton cœur qui se chêne. Parle, Pas l'allentiment, ce qui te gêne. Je sens un regard de ton cœur qui se gale. What
0: que do is say that, what we solo is solo. solo, solo, solo. do is to say that, Solo, we solo. solo, solo to say solo. solo,
1: solo, solo.